Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope that y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. Appreciate y'all sharing the podcast and helping it continue to grow as it is. Very, very grateful and humbled by that, folks. And hope that y'all are getting something out of it. Hope that it's encouraging, although truthful at the same time. And, and we'll get going. We're going to take one of our little walks today. Actually, going to put some water in the bird bath first, so dogs came over. We have a bird bath out in the yard, which the dogs think is their personal watering water bowl, I guess. When our three-legged wolf just walked up and leaned over the edge and looked in and looked so sad and dejected. So... Figured I'd better fill it up for It's starting to get so warm. At any rate, though, as I do this, we're going to go ahead and get into today, and it's really going to be pretty simple. I don't know how long or short it's going to be, but it's going to be pretty simple. And we're going to start off with a couple of Bible verses. And this comes out of Proverbs, which I'll just give you this little side note. Years ago, I had a, and I may have told this story, and if I have, I apologize, but years ago when I got a Bible given to me as a graduation present, I still got it, but it's just almost falling apart. I don't read often the little bits and pieces that come with books, kind of the background information, and I should. I just happened to read through one day the little commentary, the preface to the book of Proverbs. And the editor said that one of the wisest men they had ever known, he sat down with them one day, and this was a Marine talking, happened happened to be a Marine that had written, edited this book, If I remember correctly, I think that's the case. Or maybe the Marine he was talking to, it doesn't really matter anyway. Said, hey, you've got to be just one of the wisest men I've ever met. You know, what do you do? What do you read? What do you go to? And this gentleman said, "I, I have always read one proverb a day. Said, I find it interesting that there's 31 proverbs in the book of Proverbs and there's 31 days in our month, you know, at least that's the longest a month can go. And so every day, whatever day that is, that's the proverb I read. And I have tried to adhere to that off and on over the years. I'm, I'm, I hope humble enough to be too embarrassed to say that it really has made me a lot wiser, but it certainly hasn't made me any more simple. (laughs) 
it's helped for sure, folks. And so I recommend it. So this is Proverbs 22, verse 3. I'm going to read you two different versions. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. That was from the NIV. And this is the uh, New American Standard. A prudent person sees evil and hides himself, but the naive proceed and pay the penalty. Either way you want to look at this, the point is the wise people see danger and avoid it. I would argue you could say prepare, but simple people don't. And I've got to say that today, however you want to cut it, we are in America acting like the simple people. I'm going to read one paragraph out of the second book in the Churchill trilogy that I've been going back to quite frequently recently. And I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. And this is by... Manchester again. Phenomenal book, folks, if you like biographies. This, what we're going to talk about today, was to be one of Churchill's themes throughout the 1930s. The Germans, he told readers of the Strand in 1935, constituted the most industrious, tractable, fierce, and martial race in the world. And Hitler, having risen by violence and passion, was surrounded by men as ruthless as he. Churchill wanted England to pursue a policy leading to a lasting reconciliation with Europe. But one could not deal with men who lied and murdered, men without honor or decency, led by a ruthless demagogue upon whose orders armed men tramped from one end of the broad Reich to another. Single-handedly, Hitler was reversing the decision reached on the battlefield in 1918. That is where we are today, Churchill concluded. And the achievement by which the tables have been completely turned upon the complacent, feckless, and pure blind victors deserves to be reckoned a prodigy in the history of the world and a prodigy which is inseparable from the personal exertions and the life thrust of a single man. I would echo Churchill's comment I will echo Churchill's comment. That is where we are today. We have been given a Christian nation unique in the history of all the world. A nation as President Wilson said that was born a Christian nation, 
as President Truman echoed in a letter to Pope Pius decades later, a idea that we were born a Christian nation, that our founders, when you look at their writings, the way they voted, the way they acted, without doubt, blessings untold, given to us by God, his hand consistently shown in battles that we have won over centuries that we should not have won, times when our country should have fallen apart from Washington crossing the Delaware to Lincoln and Grant being able to hold the, the Union together <clears throat> to Guadalcanal to Pearl Harbor before that to Midway in between all these times we've seen God's hand when we should have lost and didn't and we are turning our back on it. We don't want to talk about the fact, just like most of the British didn't want to talk about the fact that the, the threat from the Nazis was evil and growing and could not be ignored. We don't want to talk about that our fellow citizens here in America, the threat posed by the left is growing and evil and has been. It only took a little over a decade, really, for the Nazi threat to really materialize. I guess you could argue two decades. The left has had much longer than that. And, and maybe they learned a little bit from the Nazis and, and Stalin and Mao. And so they've stretched it out a little more. But here's the deal, folks. In a Christian nation, there are a lot of things in a republic that you can debate and have very strong different opinions about and still survive. But you've got to have a core set of values They've got to be almost universal, as President Coolidge said. You can't have citizens that acknowledge that God is central to the foundation of America, coexist with Americans that want to kick God out of every single institution and public policy matter. And... You can't have citizens that acknowledge that we have to have those principles of Christ acted on by our leaders and citizens that want anyone who brings Christ into public life, whether it's public education across the country. There's a story just again recently of a teacher I cannot remember right now, folks. I'll have to go and dig this back up, but you could look it up. 
who well, said a prayer in a classroom and who is now under attack. Uh, the coach that kneeled on the football field from a few years ago, that case is still out there as well. But you can't have those two. Those two sides are irreconcilable. One side or the other is going to win either because one side's calling for the complete expulsion of Christianity, of, of the principles of Christ from our public lives and institutions. And one side acknowledges that those principles are foundational. That's one issue. Another issue, you can't have a people that acknowledge the right to life, which we, we've just talked about, and those that think there's a right to murder because the baby's an inconvenience or burden. You can't have a people reconcile where one side understands the differences between men and women and acknowledges that they're different and will never be the same and doesn't want that doesn't try to pretend that they're interchangeable. You can't have that be reconciled with a group of citizens that pretends that men and women don't have different roles, don't have different strengths and weaknesses, are exactly the same, and need to be treated exactly the same. Not equal folks. Again, made that argument before. The left isn't looking for men and women to be viewed equally valuable. They're looking for men and women to be viewed the same. Huge difference. You can't deal with a group of people that hypocritically claims that everybody else is bigoted or that others are simply because of the color of their skin. They want to claim that, that white people are racist because they're white, that men are sexist because they're men. That in and of itself is bigoted. A people that wants to teach critical race theory to children in education, so they want to teach achievement based on preference, based on race and gender, while pretending that others are bigoted and the country is systemically racist and oppressive, sexist, bigoted. One side or the other's got to win. You can't have them coexist. LGBTQ movement. You, you can't have people that say that marriage is a God-given institute defined as such, and then another side that says absolutely not. It's a man-made institute that can be whatever we say it is. And you see this. We had to know this was coming for decades, folks, but the left is... They're not looking for the, what we, the, the silent majority has always, I think, foolishly hoped for, understandably so, because it's so shocking, right? Like the fact that somebody wants to claim that they can rip a baby out of their own womb and that that's a right, that that baby has no right to life. I mean, that's shocking. You can't get your head around it. And so I get this, but it's been foolish to assume that the left just wanted to coexist, that, that we could get to the point just to appease them enough, be like, okay, well, a man, you can marry a man now. A woman, you can marry a woman. Having sex, that's fine. That's great. Do what you want to do. Uh, you, now it's a man, you want to be a woman. That's great. Be a woman. A woman, you want to be a man. Great. That's great. 
oh, now you, you need to compete in athletics as a man or a woman when you're the opposite, right? We've given and given and given and given. The left is never going to stop because they're not looking for simply the ability to exist. They want acceptance. They want what they want to do to be condoned as good. They, they really want, and I should have pulled this Bible verse, and I didn't, and I apologize. They want good to be called evil and evil to be called good. You can't reconcile those two sides, folks. Illegal immigration. It's a moral issue. The millions of illegals that have flooded into this country have broken our laws. There's no basis for that in a Christian society, despite what the left tries to say. And they're hurting women and children, which is exactly what Christianity teaches is pure religion, is caring for the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy, the little children. Illegal immigration, without doubt, hurts that. It's hurting it now. You see it. They're taking resources and representation away from law-abiding citizens. They're hurting children. They're exploiting women and children. Socialism and communism have slaughtered tens of millions of people. Those ideologies have allowed for the slaughter of tens of millions in the 20th century. You can't have a people that promote socialism and communism coexist with the people that promote liberty and freedom based on the Spirit of God. Just like the Bible tells us where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. Those two sides are irreconcilable. Churchill saw all this years before World War II and tried to warn the British population and they hated him for it. They they tried to censor him. They tried to silence him. They belittled him. They, they pushed him to the back. And yet in the end, what he knew was going to happen, what was apparent if you looked at it, you know, in that quote that I read at the beginning, he said, you can't deal with liars. The values of the left by default require lying. We care about women, but we support bigotry and we support feminism and we support LGBTQ lifestyles and we support abortion. Well, those two don't go together. You can't support women and support those things. It's an impossibility. We care about children, but we want to be able to murder children. Those two things don't go together. It's impossibility. It's a lie. We care about women and children, but we support illegal immigration that floods the country with criminals and terrorists. Those two things don't go together. It's a lie. We love America, but we refuse to acknowledge that it's a Christian republic based on the teachings of Christ. And we despise the Constitution and the values thereof. Those two things don't go together. It's a lie. We want democracy, freedom, liberty, but we support socialism and communism. Those two things can't coexist. They don't go together. It's a lie. Which, what we get tricked a lot on is, again, this, this idea kind of more on the conservative side, although it's not conservative, which is I'm socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. 
that's an impossibility. You can't do those two things. Eventually, the immorality, the ability to lie and do what's wrong socially is going to translate to economically. So what's the point here? The point is, <laughs> even if I'm just a lonely voice out in the middle of the wilderness, and there's a lot of people that I talk to that don't want to hear this. I would rather be, Lord, I'd, uh, yeah, obviously rather be like John the Baptist, which that brings to mind, or like a Churchill that's out there trying to tell people beforehand to avoid the war that's coming. You can't have two groups of citizenry in the United States of America that have such drastically different core values and and one side that, that not perfect, but one side that admits good is good and evil is evil and another side that calls good evil and evil good. Those two sides don't, they, they can't mesh. I don't ever want to have like third Marine sit. I don't ever want some ghost of some Marine or sailor. And in this case, some ghost of my children or grandchildren to come back and say, you know, if, if you had just spoken up a little bit more, I would still be here or I would still be living with liberty and freedom. And I would just simply recommend as much as you can, going back to the Patrick Henry quote, that when you have the chance to talk to people, if they're open and receptive at all, that you, you talk about these things, talk about the truth, talk about the historical quotes that we talk about so often here and really focus on the priorities, folks. We've got to get focused on the things that are important. Not, not our entertainment, not our hobbies. Because if we're losing our country to the left, just like the British were being more and more threatened by the Nazis, the, the survival of the American Republic is not threatened by China or Iran or Russia, even remotely near the amount that it's threatened by our own internal citizens on the left. And this is why, because these divides are irreconcilable. So I read that paragraph in that biography and it just struck me so strongly. I actually read it a few weeks ago and I, I knew immediately that I needed to talk about one paragraph in Churchill because it really sums up, he saw this. People didn't listen to him until it was too late, but he saw it and he warned, he tried to. So I'm trying, even as small as my voice is folks right now. Just like Hitler and the Nazis could only lead to war, just like Churchill knew that they were liars and that they couldn't be dealt with, that they were without honor and decency, men who lied and murdered. The citizens on the left that continue decade after decade to vote for those core values that I've just listed out, they're lying and they're murdering. And you can't deal with people like that. You can't deal with them, just like Churchill said. And 
the fact that we have become these pure blind, complacent individuals, these lukewarm individuals, is, as Churchill said about his own people, is, is, is a prodigy in, in history. It's, it's really impressive in a very bad way what the left has been able to do. And I'll leave you with that because I took you for far longer than I intended to. And I'll leave you, I will leave you with one thing that I stumbled across today, just a little bit of encouragement. The Ohio State motto, right? For those of y'all that think separation of church and state is anything other than a lie and a myth, the Ohio State motto is, with God, all things are possible. And that's absolutely true, folks. We can turn this thing around, 100% can turn it around. Whether it's before a fight or after the fight, just like the British and the Allies had to do, we can turn this around. We just got to look to God and trust him, lean on him, not our own understanding of things. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank y'all so much for joining me. I look forward to it. We'll talk to you again real soon.